Good afternoon. We are here for the Embedded Insiders. Hello, Brandon. How are you? Doing well. How are you, Rich? I'm doing great. Hey, you know who we're brought to you by? The Trusted Computing Group. And what do they do? Uh, they secure the insecure on the Internet of Things. Wow, that's pretty good. I like that. Yes. Yep. And their URL? Uh, TrustedComputing.org. You got it. Very good. Wow. Okay. Um, what's new? Oh, not much. I'm headed out uh, tomorrow, actually, to uh, Europe. I'm going to go to a couple trade events. Uh, one is in Munich and one is in London. Um, so our friends at Publitech were uh, gracious enough to invite me and see a couple of uh, their clients out there, and hopefully we'll learn a lot about what's going on, maybe some Industry 4.0. We'll see. Is Europe ready for you? You're, no one is ever, no one or nowhere is ever ready for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am also heading out. I'm going in the opposite direction. I will be in the uh, Silicon Valley for Arm TechCon and lots of other stuff that's happening this week. Why did we do it that way? You're in Jersey, I'm in Phoenix. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. So last week uh, I spoke to the two folks who are now behind Arduino, and I'll mess up their names. They are Italian guys. Massimino Bonzi, who is the CTO and, and chairman of Arduino, and Fabio Violente, who is the CEO of Arduino. Um, before we get into the technology, you're familiar with the history, how these guys took back the company and all that? No, I'm not. Okay. So I, I admit I wasn't that familiar either, and, and, and these guys went through it for me. Um, Arduino has been around for a long time. It's, it's been more than 10 years that uh, the architecture has been around. But it was founded by a bunch of people, and one of the guys who was the founders sort of derailed it. And these two gentlemen decided that they wanted to take back the company. Now, it's a private company, which I was not aware of, but um, they wanted to take back ownership of the company and buy out this third guy. And it took a couple of years to do this. And they just wrestled away ownership of the company. I don't know if wrestled away is the right term, but they probably just bought the guy out. But they now have ownership of the company, and the community reacted in a very positive way. They were very excited that there's uh, not new leadership, but uh, the old leadership is, is back, and, and they're guiding the architecture, and it, it has new life. Can I stop um, you real quick? I'm sorry? Can I stop you real quick? Sure. How did the previous partner derail it? I mean, Arduino seems like it's been going gangbusters, uh, sustained gangbusters for a while. Uh, he, wanted it, he wanted to take in a direction that was not um, conducive with open source and the whole community. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, Sorry for interrupting. That's okay. Um, so anyway, um, so the architect is back on its feet. Um, but what, I was a little surprised with the direction that they want to take it, okay? So now I'm of the mind that Arduino is really for the maker. Mm. Uh, the maker pros dabble, but it's really for the maker. And by the things that they're doing with it, I get the feeling that they want to take it in the maker pro direction. Like uh, one of the big ones was adding on extensions for these low-power wireless area networks. They're very high on LoRa, for example. Um, if, if you're a maker 
Why do you need? Yeah, Maker doesn't need Laura. Right. So you know, I, and I asked them this because I always ask because I don't generally hold anything back. Now that these two guys own the company and they and they want to make money, is this their way of making money? Because now you could sell thousands of boards to each individual as opposed to one board to each individual. And they sort of said, yeah, you know, we could do that, but that's not really our focus. And I, I hate to say I didn't believe them, but by, you know, you're sort of guided by your actions, and their actions tell me that that's the direction that they want to go. The, the things that they seem to be adding on onto the spec look like they want to be in the pro space and in the actual OEM space. Mm. That seems like risky business to me. There, you know, you can say what you want about open source, and, you know, there are ways to do it where you still have a maker, a true maker community, and then a maker pro community, um, you know, and the spec can serve both in different ways based on uh, the extensions that are added, you know, kind of like, kind of like Linux. Um, but there, you always run the risk that, uh, makers start seeing this as more of a closed or proprietary or not intended for them uh, ecosystem, um, depending on what's added and you know how the how the architecture evolves, um, and that would be not good. So if you're BeagleBone or you're Raspberry Pi, you saying you're licking your chops? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that's I, I would think so. And and you know, um, at the original Arduino ran off ran off an Atmel chip, which of course got um, acquired by Microchip. And Microchip, you know, they haven't really said or released a whole lot about what they plan to do in that ecosystem. It's kind of just been like stay the course until you hear something different. Um, but a lot of uh, interesting possibilities on there. I don't know if we should go too far into speculation, but okay. we'll see. Well, you just brought up an interesting subject that I've been meaning to ask you about and I haven't had time for. Uh, you brought up microchip. Now that MIPS is moving in a different direction, does microchip go all in on ARM you know, now that they have ARM and Atmel? And uh, I don't think so. I I don't think so. I mean, you know, they, they're they're one of the from a previous previous conversation, one of the last bastions. <laughs> now that uh, we well, while we see what happens with the MIPS architecture, um, so and, and it's not just it's not like you know when you when you choose an architecture, uh, processor architecture or microprocessor architecture, it's not like uh, it's easy to just say, all right, we're done with it. So everybody who's working on MIPS is, you know, their their entire development organization is probably built um, around using the MIPS architecture. So you can't just stop and say, uh, we either need to hire all new developers and, you know, engineers, software engineers, um, or we need to uh, tr retrain all of our developers on the ARM architecture or maybe, you know, IA. But that's um, not microchip's problem. No, I know. Uh, that's actually beneficial for Microchip, right? Where are they going to go now? <laughs> well, if it was me, I wouldn't be going to Microchip's arm if, if they abandoned me with MIPS. No, no, I mean the uh, development, the, the like OEMs that are designing based on MIPS, um, if, you know, imagination's gone and you're used to using the MIPS architecture, obviously those are two different ends of the MIPS spectrum uh, from those companies. But, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you switch over to Microchip and see how they can help without you know, forcing you to go to a different processor architecture. 
Okay. Interesting speculation. I'd like to hear from both of these organizations and see yeah, maybe what, we can get, what they have to say. Yeah, maybe we can get somebody, somebody from Microchip in. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, you enjoy Europe, and hopefully uh, you'll leave it the way you found it. You know, I'm not sure how happy they are with us over there these days. Yeah, if you get, I hope they're stocked up on Wiener Schnitzel and beer. <laughs> Very good. We're the Embedded Insiders. I don't even think we introduced ourselves. That was Brandon Lewis, Technology Editor for Embedded Computing Design, and I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media, and we are brought to you by the Trusted Computing Group. Have a great trip, Brandon. Thanks. You too, Rich. Thank you.